This is the Blackout Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blackout Podcast where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today I have Mia Kathleen, an amazing artist. I saw you perform at Start Festival. And that's yeah. like... How was that experience for you first? It was pretty fun. It was, I'm used to doing more shows with more acoustic artists. That one was interesting because it was a lot of rap artists and a lot of different, no, it wasn't a lot of, there was one rap artist and there was just a lot of visual artists, but that was actually the first show where I got to both perform and showcase my art that I do. So it was really cool. It was Mm. really fun. So which one? Well, I mean, I know it might be difficult to pick which you prefer, but which do you prefer? I don't think I can choose. I started I started doing visual art before I did music. I've been doing art for as long as I can remember. And then I've been playing guitar and singing for about 10 years. Oh, okay. And they're both such a different way of expression. And they both present their own challenges. Mm. So I really don't think I can choose. I love them both a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how did you, let's start with drawing like the visual part. How did that mm. start for you? Uh, my dad's always been a drawer, and I remember I always used to sit with him and like doodle and stuff at the table. And I think, and I think I've always just been kind of creative. I used to get in trouble when I was in primary because I would like spend so much time writing my name on my paper <laughs> and like drawing flowers and stuff around <laughs> it. So I've always been really creative and very artistic in that sense. So mm. it just kind of started, I think, both from my dad and just it was just natural. Okay. And then ten years ago, how did the music thing start? My dad also plays guitar. There's a lot of of musicians in my family. So my grandma put me into guitar lessons when I was in around grade five. Mm. And I really liked the Beatles then. So I started playing a lot of Beatles songs and then started getting into other things and, you know, learning other people's songs on guitar. And then I started writing my own stuff after I found out about the platform Bandcamp. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people post their own music on there. And I realized you can actually, like... First, I was like, oh, people write their own music. And then secondly, I was like, people write and record their own music and post their own albums and just like do their own projects. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So I started writing and the stuff I started writing probably when I was around 14, 15 was not very good. And I still put it on Bandcamp. It's not on Bandcamp anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I've been writing Why did you take it off? Oh. <laughs> it's just i don't know it was really it was like 15 year old girl sad stuff you know mm. it's, and it wasn't very creative i think my writing has definitely come a really really long way mm. because i've been doing it so much and i try to spend a lot of time on it now um but before it was pretty basic and there wasn't a lot to it and i'm just not it's like it's like old drawings right like you look at this drawing that you drew when you're like 10 and you're like oh <laughs> yikes <laughs> So yeah, that's how I feel about the old music too. So what do you write about now and then? I write about basically anything that makes me feel a certain way. So like literally anything. And it's usually kind of centered around people in my life or around certain relationships. Mm. Um, I don't really generally write about, you know, events that I haven't been involved in or things that are like external to my life because mm-hmm. I just don't have the skills to write well about that. Mm. But basically anything, relationships, friendships, stuff like that just makes me feel <laughs> well, on what so the album you have on bank and now what's it called it's called know me so like k-n-o-w yeah me. what what led to that title um there was a song that i wrote on it 
and one of the lyrics was you will never know me and then like the second lyric in one of the other verses was i will never know me and then the album is kind of all of the songs are kind of dedicated to certain people in my life mm-hmm. and to my perspective of them and it's kind of me expressing what i want them to know about me mm-hmm. so that's why i called it that but they're all those are all pretty old songs too like i wrote those all back in high school so that was oh, one of the okay. things recording that album i just wanted to get it out cuz they were such old songs that I was like okay I need to like they're good enough that I need to record them and get them out there and then I just need to be done with them like I never even played them anymore because I've just got so much new stuff <laughs> <laughs> so what are you working on a new album now or I'm trying to record one now just on my own mm. but I'm a student too and I'm in the middle of like making a bunch of Christmas presents right now for my family <laughs> and moving and doing all this stuff so the album's kind of been put on hold but yeah. I have been writing like I've got I've got enough to make like a full like I've got like 12 to 15 songs written that I'd love to record eventually. So wow. if I can get into a studio eventually that would be great, but mm. otherwise I am like just working on recording them on my own slowly. And what do you study now? I am doing a double major at Dalhousie in <laughs> already <laughs> brutal and I'm doing it in political science and philosophy. How do you juggle all that i don't know know. and that's one thing i'm like i kind of pride myself on is trying to find balance like i managed to go to the gym and go to classes and do like you know like a full course load and then i do art and then i do music and i did really great at that last year like i got great grades and i did my full course load and i was going to the gym and i recorded the album and this year it's a little bit harder to juggle it's a little bit more stressful but what i still manage um I have a boyfriend now. <laughs> that makes it. I think that makes it harder to just throw yourself because I want to spend time. I want to spend time with my boyfriend now, yeah. so I don't always want to be like studying or recording. Because last year I was single, so I was like, go go go. <laughs> like there was, you know, I could just throw myself into it, and I didn't have to think about anything else. But yeah. now, but I'm happier now too. So does your relationship a get make it into your music? Yeah, definitely. I mm. write a lot about uh, like probably half the songs I've written are about my boyfriend which is like maybe creepy to him I don't know <laughs> like, there's, a, there's a lot of material about him like from f- like three years three uh, years worth but I don't know it makes it good it makes it he inspires me a lot it makes uh, it good oh yeah. uh, that's good how did you guys meet um he's actually my best friend's older brother oh. um my best friend and I are still best friends so she's really cool about it okay um but yeah, I met him. I went over to my best friend's to watch a movie, and he was there. And then we just hit it off from there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, I guess, um, I mean, you have the school thing, the music thing, and all that happening, and you're trying to juggle it. Um, yeah. Do you find that you don't have time? Are, are there things you might want to add that you don't have time to add? Yes. Um, I don't have time to like paint my nails that much anymore. <laughs> I don't have time. I haven't had time to, I really like to keep a clean apartment. And so usually like I, I scrub down my apartment every weekend and I haven't had okay. time to do that for, I know it's, I'm really, <laughs> I get it from my grandma, I think, but I haven't had time to do that for like a month and just little things like having time to, to myself to do like girly self-care stuff. I don't really have a lot of time for that, but mm. 
if there, if it's something that really I find worthwhile doing and something that really makes me happy, then I really try to make time for that. And that's usually going to the gym for me is that's like my big de-stressor. That's what I do when I'm not being productive because I find it's still like I'm working on myself in some way. Mm. So I still make time. I try to make time for most of the things that make me happy. Mm. Why do you decide to study the courses you do in Dal? Um, the big thing that shows that made me choose to go to Dal and study those things, like those kind of arts, rather than fine arts, first of all, was because I figured I can already paint, I can already draw, I can already play guitar, so I don't really need to go to art school for any of those things. And I get my education funded through the Confederacy of Mainland Mi'kmaq, so I was like, if I'm going to get paid to go to school, I want to go to school to actually learn something that I don't know about. And I've always been really passionate about kind of indigenous issues and politics and I've always been in debate so I figured political science would be kind of the good course for me and mm. in my second year I had a bit of a crisis where I was like oh my god I hate political science because it is it is really really dry <laughs> there's really there's there's some courses I was taking where I was like I took a comparative politics course which was just like comparing political structures in different countries across the world which was like I don't know how I got an A in it because I didn't pay attention <laughs> to any of the lectures and I absolutely hated it but the philosophy the philosophy part I really really like because yeah. it's I mean, I just took a philosophy course that I really didn't like. It was, like, ethics, and I thought that was, like, a BS course. I don't believe in, like... <laughs> what makes it BS? I don't know. I just think philosophizing about morals is weird. But I like, <laughs> I like the metaphysical philosophy, like, the cool rationalist stuff where you're talking about, like, the nature of the universe and, like, why things are the way they are. Mm. That's what I find really interesting and, like, really trippy. Mm. So I really like those courses. Those are actually, like... Those are the ones that I'm most passionate about. And then poli-sci it's it's give and take there are some poli-sci courses where i'm like okay i need to learn this but it's really dry but some of them are actually really interesting like my favorite course this year was a war and conflict class and oh. it was like learning about like the ins and outs of war and like why people make certain decisions in war and like the psychology behind war and the different actors that take part in war and that was super interesting i that mean I can I can't imagine that would be interesting oh it was so cool so there are there are good parts of poli-sci and if i don't end up pursuing a career in music i would really like to go to law school or to do something with like foreign policy or something so i'm glad i chose the path that i did mm. it's just dry sometimes <laughs> <laughs> so um you mentioned that your school is funded by the confederacy yeah yeah of sitting in? of mainland Mi'kmaq. so you are <clears throat> indigenous right yeah do you ever get like people thinking you're not like oh I think don't I think when people like look at me I don't think they see an indigenous person which is kind of fair in a way because I'm pretty light skinned and I'm not very like I'm not very dark so I don't look like your token I guess indigenous person but at the same time like indigenous people look so many different ways that you can't really say you know this is what an indigenous person looks like mm. and this is what an indigenous person doesn't look like because mm. we like you know there are blonde blue eyed native people you know so I don't know, and, I, and I, I've never really got somebody, like, I've never really had anybody come up to me and be like, yo, you don't look indigenous. Like, nobody's ever, like, confronted me. Um, I think there's definitely been people who are surprised, but it's not it's not too big of an issue, I guess. But, like, when you introduce yourself um, and people are, and you say you're Mi'kmaq artist or person, yeah. um, do you get that shock sometimes? 
I think I, when I was younger, sometimes I got it a bit, especially like in high school, people would be like, oh, wait, what? But not generally now, because I think people like, I don't know, I think some, I think most people don't have like a, a set idea of what a native person looks like in their mind. Mm. So not now, I don't get much that much of that shock, but okay. before maybe a bit. Yeah. But yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't bug me too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um yeah, people that just kinda have people just not just engineers, but people that look different than them in a box. So if you don't look a yeah. certain way, you are not that person. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like I know that I'm indigenous. I know that I'm Mi'kmaq and that's enough for me, you know? I don't need anybody else to be like, okay, yeah. And before I used to bug me a lot, like before I would like dye my hair darker and like I wanted to look more, I guess, token indigenous because I wanted people to know that I was because I felt kind of disconnected because I because people didn't know, but it's I've changed a lot and it's just it's not it's not on my priority that like people know that I make my like it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, how connected are you to your make my roots? Um, I never grew up in like the Mi'kmaq community or anything by any means. Mm. Um, I'm from like a small town in the valley, but my Mimi is an elder and she's like very involved in the community and very involved with the culture. And so I kind of learn a lot through her, and that's kind of my main connection to it is through that. So she's taught me about smudging and all the different customs and whatnot. She tries to teach me, like, Mi'kmaq swear words sometimes. I never, <laughs> I never remember them. I wish I did so I could, like, curse people. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my main connection. Do you ever singing Mi'kmaq? No, but I wish I could. I, re- like, I tried to actually learn Mi'kmaq, I think, probably in grade 11. I started, like, writing it down, but it's such a complex language because it's not... It's not like any European language. It's not connected to any language that you would traditionally learn. So it's so hard to learn because it's so separated. There's like, there's so many different tenses in it. And there's like, I think there's like five different like persons in Mi'kmaq. And there's just like the grammar of it is like baffling to me. And like the alphabet is completely different. So I tried to learn it and I failed. And I would like to learn it again because I think there is definitely value in preserving that language because it is... I don't know if it's a dying language. I think it might be. So I'd like to maybe try again to learn it one day. But yeah. that's one thing that I wish I had time for. That I don't have time for. Mi'kmaq. But yeah. <laughs> um, when it comes to songwriting, do you have a process or? Um, usually the how I start a song is if I'm like either a really good idea will pop into my head in, like, the weirdest moments. Like, I was actually, I took, like, I was falling asleep the other night, and this, like, sentence popped into my brain, and I was like, oh, my God, that's perfect. And I was like, oh, God, I gotta write it down. But I was at that moment, you know, when you're, like, just about to fall asleep. I'm really bad at falling asleep, because I get so stressed out that I, like, I I need to take melatonin all the time. Like, it's really hard for me to fall asleep. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go to bed, and I'm just gonna, I'll try to remember it in the morning. So things will happen like that, and I did actually remember it, and it's part of a song that I wrote now. Um... But otherwise, the way that I start to write is, like, when I'm bored on my walk home and I'm tired of whatever music I'm listening to and I don't want to listen to anything else, I'll think about whatever is, like, kind of the strongest in my brain at that time, and I'll start to just, like, think about a poem to it. And what I like to do is I like to write so that the syllables in my sentences kind of line up. So, like, I'll have a sentence with seven syllables and then one with eight and then one with seven and then one with eight. And so I'll count syllables on my hand and, like, rhyme things and come up with certain things and then write them down when I get home. And 
then eventually like I'll be jamming on my guitar and I'll come up with a cool new chord progression and I'll start to kind of throw them together and usually like the songs get better once I can sit down with them and kind of tweak them and fix the words in them because I try to never explicitly say what I'm thinking I try to kind of dance around it and use metaphors and imagery Mm -hmm. and stuff like that to just to make it sound cooler I guess (laughs) to put it crudely but Mm. yeah I like to take time with what I'm writing and usually it comes up in my head and sometimes I don't even write a song down and I just remember it all in my head and tweak it in my head and tweak it while I'm playing but yeah and it's always and it's always a different process for different songs do you write on paper or on your phone I have a lot on my phone. I try not to write them on my phone because generally what happens is I just have like, like the memos folder is just like full. It's got like 100 different notes <laughs> in it that I just never used. Yeah. So that's good for like little, I guess like side thoughts. And I'm just like, oh, that's good. And I'm like on the bus and I just write it down. But otherwise I try to write it on like a pad of paper. But even then, like that's kind of the same thing. Like I've got a pad of paper in my closet <laughs> right now, which is just full of ideas, which I probably am never going to use. And I'll probably go back and I'll be like, what is this even like this is great but what is it about you know (laughs) but yeah i try i use both i like paper more because it's i guess i'm just more traditional that way and it just it feels better and it looks better but and i most of it is up in my head basically wow yeah uh do you play any other instruments any other instrument other than guitar Mm -hmm. no i wish i'd uh no, I don't. I'm trying to, I was like trying to think. No, actually, I used to play French horn in high school, but I'm not like a so serious. So French horn is the huge thing, right? It's the one that you put your like hand in. It's like the swirly one. You put yeah. your hand in the bottom and it's, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a hornist now though. I don't play French horn now. Oh, it's okay. a cool instrument though. I had fun with it. Oh. And I played saxophone for a bit in high school as well. This was all for like my high school band. So I don't really consider it something that I actually play. I'm mm. mainly a guitarist. Mm. What yeah. do you like about playing the guitar? Um. I think it's just the most familiar for me. I think it's just what I've always, what I've always played. I feel, I, I imagine if I learned how to play piano, I'd probably be a pianist right now. But I also, I like the sound of the guitar. I like how you can, you can do a lot with it. And I'm like more mm. of a, like rock and roll grunge girl myself. And that has a lot more guitar in it. So I like that I can kind of cover a lot of songs like that with it. And, you know, you can do rhythm with it if you want. You can do finger picking. I used to play a classical guitar. I wasn't a classical guitarist by any means, but I think there's a lot you can do with a guitar. Hmm. Yeah. So what genre would you put your style of music in? I used to not be able to even say this because I had absolutely no idea. And now <laughs> I would, I was talking, I have a friend that we send song ideas back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I sent him a song one day and he was like, dude, you're totally a folk musician. Like, because my lyrics are just very wordy and they kind of tell stories and I basically just play guitar. So I would put myself in like the singer songwriter folk musician category, but I'm influenced by so many different artists and I try to kind of mix stuff up in my music a lot that like, Mm. I really think there's like a lot of different elements in my music that are more than just folk because I think like when I think of folk, I'm pretty bored. Honestly, I'm not. I don't listen to a lot of folk. When I like, I love Leonard Cohen, and he's a folk artist. And but like, there's nothing. There's nothing exciting about Leonard Cohen, you know. So, I, like, I feel I feel scared. Wait, wait, is it, is it not the guy with the Hallelujah song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in. He's one of my favorite poets ever. I think he's like out of this world. I think his writing is like just amazing it's amazing but yeah his music is like really boring <laughs> like his chord progressions 
variations are like i know so many of his songs on guitar because it's like three chords and they're the easiest they're not even bar chords they're really easy open chords to play so and like his singing got bad when he got old like i just when i tell people that i'm a folk musician i'm scared they're gonna be like oh okay yeah (laughs) so with everybody else like you're not special but so i try to throw in different elements like i really like jazzy chord progressions but i can't say that i'm a jazz musician because I don't think I am totally a jazz musician, but mm-hmm. I like I love Amy Winehouse. I love all of the different progressions she uses, and I love just like the kind of jazzy. I just I like jazzy chord progressions, and so I try to throw in more jazz chords in my music. Mm-hmm. But I know nothing about music theory. I don't know anything about like scales or anything, so I can't. I don't think I can necessarily call myself a jazz musician. And I love grunge too, but I don't think I can call myself a grunge musician because it's just like me, my guitar. I don't have a drummer or like a bassist or anything to make me sound grungy. So are you ever going to try something like that? Like play with a band? I would love to, I would absolutely love to have a band. Like I really just like right now it, it would be amazing just to have a drummer, to have a bassist and like maybe a guitarist. I can play guitar by myself, but like, I'm, I don't think I'm the best guitarist. So it would be great to have a guitarist too, but I'm so nervous in the music scene and I'm so nervous reaching out to people. And at the same time, like I'm scared, I'm scared that I'm never going to find like a group of people that's going to want to play my songs. Like that baffles me. It blows my mind when like somebody's like, yeah, I've got a band and they play all my songs. I'm like, like you've got like three four people who just dedicate like their time to learning music that you have written because i would never i'd never play music for somebody like i cover cover other musicians right but i'd never play somebody else's songs for them because i'm like no i've got all my i've got so much material here why am i gonna play yours you know is that why bonds break up I think that's the thing. Like, that's what worries me. Like, I'm scared I'm never going to find a band that's going to want to play. And maybe I I feel like I ob- like I definitely will because, like, how else are there bands if there aren't people like that? But I'm just not one of those people. So, yeah. and yeah, and I'm nervous. Like, I'm very self-conscious about my musical ability, too. So, mm. I think it would be really hard for me to kind of get out there. But I would really like to one day. That's one of my goals, I think. I mean, you should, you know. I 100% should. I definitely should. Because that would get me out onto the music scene, I think, a lot more. It would be a lot easier to, like, start playing shows at bigger venues, at louder venues. Because right now, I can't really play any shows, any bars or anything. Because it's just me and my guitar. I'm really quiet, so. There are a lot of, like, sick shows out there, too. There are, yeah. But, yeah, I'd really like a band. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my dreams. So, like, your current songs would... Would be okay to play with bands, or would you need to write new songs? They would definitely, I think, be okay to play with bands. Before, like, the ones on Know Me, for example, those were all, like, really quiet songs that I would just do on my own with my guitar, and I don't think you'd get a, get a band to play those. But the ones now, like, I think I've definitely stepped up mm. the rhythm and the progressions I use and everything, where I think you could definitely get a band to play them. Hmm. I would really like to hear a band play my songs one day. Like, it's gonna like, happen it's, it's seriously one of my like seriously life, <laughs> like, that's one of my lifetime goals you should aim for that next year I'm like next year I'm gonna play with a band I think so that was my what was my aim this year my aim this year was just to play more shows which mm. I actually did so I'm proud of that but I think I think my like one of my biggest goals right now is to eventually get into a studio and actually like record my next album so mm. I actually have some material out there for people to listen to so they know what I sound like because I sound nothing like what's on Know Me right now so Oh. Yeah, record an album, get a band, well, to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and um, what would you expect from your band, say you had one? Um, I'd want people that I was really comfortable with. That's the other thing, like, 
I really don't have a lot of friends and like I don't really have a big friend group and I'd want it to be people who I could joke around with and who were like who knew me well enough to Mm. play with me and who knew what I liked and I'd also want people like at the same time I'd want people who were really dedicated and who wanted to sound good because that's my main thing like I don't I don't care that much about making money I don't care that much about making it big I just want to sound good and I want to make good music so I'd want people who had the same kind of drive and that's what worries me too is like I've got to find people who like I like and who are dedicated and so many conditions to fill (laughs) (laughs) okay what does sounding good sound like to you um I think sounding good to me sounds like it's it's like the first thing is obviously like there's not a lot of mistakes when you're playing but that's like very base level I think sounding good is part of like you can tell when somebody's feeling the music that they're playing and they're comfortable with playing it and they're really in it and like there's a lot of passion in it and to me that's sounding good and like also in terms of a band like your band has to be playing together and you all have to be in it together and like kind of vibing off of each other Mm. and that's what sounds good to me and also the music itself has to be good like the writing has to be good the progressions have to be good it all it all has to be quality so do you feel like you sound good now i think in terms of my writing i i'm actually pretty proud of my writing and like my lyricism and everything um I think I have a ways to go in terms of guitar. Like, I'm, I've definitely gotten way better, and I've been playing for a long time, but I just, I don't think, when I was younger, when I started to learn how to play, I don't think I dedicated enough time to it and really wanted to learn anything cool on it. So now I'm kind of just getting into, like, actually playing cool stuff on my guitar. So I'm not totally confident in my ability, and I feel like I definitely sound better than I think I do. Mm. Um, I'm pretty confident about my voice, I guess, but... I'm mainly confident about, like, the music that I write because I put a lot of thought into it. And, like, the actual sound, like, I try to practice a lot, so I'm getting a little bit more confident when I go play. I'm like, okay, yeah, I do sound good. But when I first started playing shows, I was like, oh, my God. I'm nothing <laughs> next to these guys, you know? But Well, do you, don't, do you feel like you are super harsh on yourself? Like, you're your worst critic? I think everybody is their worst critic, and I definitely... I'm not. I'm no, kidding, really? I'm kidding, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm pretty, I think I can be pretty harsh. My boyfriend tells me that I'm harsh on myself sometimes. So I think I am, I can be pretty harsh on myself. But also, it's hard to, it's hard to stop doing that. Because to me, being harsh on myself is how I get better. Mm. Like, okay, I'm not meeting these standards and I need to get better. But mm. I could definitely chill out a little bit. So that, like, maybe I could not be so stressed out. And, like, it come you know it comes to a point where you're being so harsh on yourself that you actually can't move forward and you can't do anything new and you're too scared to like put yourself into uncomfortable situations so i don't know i think there's a good balance and i try to find that balance but i think i can be a little too harsh sometimes just a little <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> okay um so now with the 14 songs done you're looking at recording them for next year Hopefully, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd and like to. when will you be done with Dalhousie? I have, I've, I've actually, I've just got two classes left this week, and then I've got an exam, and then I'm done this semester, and I'm so glad. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I've been like working two jobs like since the summer, and then I did classes, so it's been a crazy like six months. But yeah, so I've got Christmas break, and then I've got the last semester, and then one more year, and then I'm scotch free. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, and so, so, so excited. Did, if you decide to go to law school, would it be right away or? No. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No, I, I want to travel. I really, really want to travel because I've never been. 
I was just going to say I've never been outside of Canada, and that's a lie. I've never been outside of North America, and so mm. I really, what I want to do is I want to, like, fly up to Europe, probably in England, and get a job, like, somewhere at a pub, and I think I want to, like, work my way around Europe, basically, working at pubs, and hopefully working on music and doing art, and I want to dedicate about a, at least a year or two just to music and working so that I can kind of give my dream a full chance, you know? And then I think probably the second year of doing that, I'll probably move back to Canada at some point and then start studying for an LSAT or whatever and then go to law school. Mm. Okay. Yeah. What are some of the countries you'd like to visit? I really want to do England because my grandma's from England and my aunt moved to England when she was 18. So I'd really like to, and I feel like England is a really basic country to go to, but I'd really like to go to England. Hmm. And I feel like it's, it's a good country to do music in too. I feel like if people, I feel like a lot of bands who started out in North America, like especially in the States when they weren't making it big in the States, they went to Europe and then like they just blew up. So I, I don't know. I feel like Europe is a lot more susceptible <laughs> to certain things with music. Yeah. So I'd like to start in England. And then I want to go down through Eastern Europe. I really want to go to Hungary because my great my great grandma's from Hungary, I think. Hungary or Ukraine. I feel like that's bad to mix up. But she's from one of those countries. So I'd really like to go down through Eastern Europe. And then I've got some family in Spain that I'd like to visit. And I want to go to France, obviously, because everybody goes to France. (laughs) (laughs) And and I want to go to Australia, too, because you can do the... There's, like, a visa you can get where you can go, like, work in other countries. And Australia is one where, like, everybody goes and does that. And everybody goes and works on farms. And I would never want to go work on a farm. I'd probably go do... I've always worked in service, like, food service. So I'd probably go work in bars down in Australia. But Mm. that's basically the plan is, like, start at the top. Oh, I want to go to Norway, too. I want to go to Norway, too, because my dad's been to Norway a lot because he's a geologist and he... Studied some rocks in Norway. So <laughs> I want to start up in Norway and then kind of make my way down, I think. Okay. Yeah. What are some artists that influence your music? Oh, there's so many. Um, I'd start with Leonard Cohen, definitely. His writing. He's boring. He's boring. <laughs> He's, but if you have, like, if you have the time and the patience to actually listen to his lyrics, they mm. absolutely blow your minds. Like, a and not his older stuff, like his old, like Hallelujah, for example. Like that's when he's got kind of the lower gravelly voice. And his lyrics are still beautiful then. But my favorite album by him is called Songs of Leonard Cohen. And it's just, the writing on that is phenomenal. Like I still listen to it. And I'm like, I can't believe that he like put these words together. I think it's, his poetry is just, it's like top notch for me. So, and that's what inspires me to like take my time with my wording and to kind of dance around the things that I'm saying and say them and like a romantic poetic way so leonard cohen is a big one um amy winehouse is Mm. a big one i think her music her her lyricism first of all it's not on the level of leonard cohen's but it's very playful and she always has a funny way of framing things even Mm. like you know her really really sad stuff because she obviously had like a kind of sad she has a really sad story right but her lyrics are both really dark and really playful so i really like that about her and i think just like the music that like plays on her albums is phenomenal like i love the instrumentals um and then i really like alice in chains obviously i actually just started listening to them last year um one of the a guy i met last year showed me them and we're still really good friends and i've listened to like all of their albums and i absolutely love their writing i absolutely love their music and like a lot of grunge bands like that i i really really like i like like the darker stuff the the darker themes, um, the kind of more depressing stuff. That's really influenced my music. Um, I like metal bands too. 
Like oh. Pantera. Yeah, I'm actually, I, my dad got me into Pantera way back when, and I've always really, really liked them. And they're, st- like, I find their lyrics are a lot darker, too. And I try to incorporate that, like, just dark, sad, depressing, like, death-like themes, you know? <laughs> I try to incorporate <laughs> that, so I really like that. Um, and rap artists, actually. So I, I like a big mix. And I actually just started, I probably got really into rap my first year of university. Um, Kendrick Lamar is a big one for me. I think he's one of the greatest rappers of all time. And his lyricism is almost on the same level as Leonard Cohen's to me, honestly. Mm. Like, I think rap artists can do, like, insane poetry with their lyricism. And a lot of rap lyrics have definitely inspired the way I write because just, like, their rhyme schemes and the syllables and it's all phenomenal. So, Mm. yeah. A lot of of different influences from a lot of different genres of music. My music taste is, like, all over the board. That is great. And, yeah. you know, you know, do you find all that mix in the music you write? I try to. And it may not it may not come out that way. Like, maybe it does just sound like folk to people, but I really do try to incorporate it. And I think it does incorporate itself in, like, subconscious ways as well. Like, I think, you know, like, f- I listened to a lot of grunge this summer and I started lot- writing a lot more kind of, like, heavy stuff on the guitar. Like, a lot more rhythmic and kind of darker, more minor chords and just like a lot more like heavy strumming. Mm. So I think in some ways the music that I'm listening to will come out in the music that I'm writing, especially with like the darker metal stuff. Like yeah, 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 I'll write yeah. really depressing stuff sometimes. But like, uh, <laughs> are, are those like just, do they have any direct link to your life when you write such dark um, lyrics? Yeah, they definitely do. Like when I, like I kind of went through a pretty hard time last year and so I wrote a lot of pretty depressing songs. Um but like I guess the dark imagery, you know, inspired by metal and grunge is a way to take that really dark sad stuff and make it into something that's like kind of more romantic and beautiful. And like there's obviously nothing beautiful about being sad, but that's one really cool thing about music and lyricism, I think, is that you can take something that's like so awful and you can turn it into something really cool and beautiful and that's what i really like about grunge and metal too is like they take really sad themes and they make something really hardcore with them (laughs) okay okay i'm gonna end it with this so um some other plans you have like you know going to europe and all these things uh and then with school and all that i asked how you put it together but say you're done you move forward and then you hit an obstacle. How do you, like, what do you do when you hit, how do you handle hitting obstacles when you've set a plan? Um, I'm actually really bad with obstacles because I get this thing in my head where when I do set a plan, I'm like, okay, this is how it's going to go mm. and it's going to go perfectly. But obviously it doesn't happen like that. Yeah. Um, generally what I try to do when I hit an obstacle is I, I try to find a way that I can stick to my plan as best as possible or I try to optimize it in some way. So I'm not sure what the biggest obstacle, for example, would be with me traveling. It would probably be like, you know, I want to travel with my boyfriend and like if he couldn't come with me, that would really suck for me. But if he couldn't, like, I think the best, you know, response to that would be I would just keep going and like, you know, just travel anyways. And I think that's kind of my philosophy is I just try to just keep going. As best as possible. Wow. Thank you so much for coming. We're going to clear this stuff so we can listen to you play. Yeah. Thanks so much, Mia. Thank you. Hi, I'm Mia Kathleen. I'm a singer-songwriter from Halifax, Nova Scotia. I'm going to play a song that I wrote today. 
It's called Honesty Part 2. It is basically just about people who aren't fun to hang out with. It's a really basic description. <laughs> You can follow me at Glocoedge, K-L-O-Q-O-W-E-J on Instagram, and Mia Kathleen on Bandcamp and on YouTube. This is the Blackout Podcast. listening.